0: do 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 Here we go. My name's Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. Um, Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? I do. I do. I always do. Um, This is episode, I want to say, maybe 317. 317, yep. Does that sound right? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're new to Zen Parenting Radio, um, our motto that we see on every single show is that the best predictor of a child's well being is a parent's self understanding. And today we have a wonderful example of that, don't we, sweetie? Of a
1: parent's self understanding. Absolutely. We
0: have two guests. Um, One I'm going to say the star, and the other I'm going to say is a co star. (laughs) Um, Georgia DeClark, who is our friend, but I'll give you her regular bio off of her website. Uh, Georgia is a PCI-certified parent coach and professional educator. Georgia has over 30 years of experience working with children and supporting their parents through the challenges and joys of their lives. And then we have her son, Greg, here, and we'll... Uh, help you understand uh, why Greg is here as well. But Greg, you just um, are about to graduate with something. What's, what are you graduating with?
2: About to graduate uh, from Palmer College Chiropractic in October. How's
0: it, uh, how's it going? Was it hard?
2: Um, wasn't easy.
0: Wasn't easy? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well,
1: we are very big friends, uh, fans of chiropractic. I've been going since I was a little girl, and then one of our uh, sponsors, our partners, is a chiropractor. So we are yes, we we discuss quite a bit. Yes,
0: we do. We do. Yes, and Georgia, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's great to be here. So so glad to have you. You
1: know what? Before we like jump in, you didn't say the most important part, which was Georgia was our niece, our nephew, and our children's preschool teacher.
0: And let's get to the nitty gritty. Who is the most gifted of those five? Mm. Come on! You
3: know it's a five way tie. Oh, <laughs> oh, good answer! Because every child brings their very best gifts and talents, and so it's really hard to judge that. But they each each child comes with a beautiful package of. Him or herself, that's true
0: we've been friends with Georgia for how
1: long long time well, so Maddie, my niece, who is just here, she got to see Georgia, is going to be twenty this summer, and Georgia was her teacher so and then you you've been at Bethel for how long
3: uh, I finished my twenty first year starting my twenty second year. year
1: so mm-hmm. right around that time crazy right I know it's mm-hmm. wonderful
0: so I'm hoping that maybe we can get to some of the preschool stuff and the learning philosophy, but Georgia is here for a different reason um I don't know how we want to jump in. I kind of feel, would it be safe? I know how to jump in. I want to jump in when she knocked on our door. That's
1: me too. Yes. That's when I want to jump in because that was, that was a great moment.
0: So I guess Georgia start telling your story. Um, As best you can, we got a knock on the door how many years ago? Uh, Three, three years ago in March. Three years ago. And Georgia's just our sweetheart, and we love her so much. And she knocked on our door, and she had some things to say to us. And maybe you can use that as a launching point to the story that you want to tell for our listeners.
3: Sure. Well, um, as we go through life, I think sometimes we... um, follow the path that we're on, obviously. And sometimes those things change. And um, in my 60s, in my, well, more in my 50s, um, I was feeling that I was not living an authentic life. And I needed some work to do and went through the struggle. And um, right before, right around the time that I was 60, um, I realized that I was not living an authentic life and uh, that I really needed to come out. Um, And it was an incredibly fearful, time in my life. I mean, I had twins, so going into the delivery room ready to have twins is a rather scary experience. Um, But that paled in comparison to the step that I knew that I had to take um, and that I knew that I needed to live authentically. I had read some books. Um, I had gone back to school when I was in the PCI to um, study to become a parent coach and uh things happen and your life kind of transforms and i knew that this is a step that i needed to take and loving kathy and todd as i do Mm -hmm. um i knew that uh, and of course i was getting some help from a therapist at this time so how how do you how do you do that and what what ramification is that going to have? How is that going to change your life? So, um, I, um, worked through that. And when I decided that I could not wait one more second, um, I talked with my family first and, um, I will tell the story because I think it's kind of, uh, it's my story. Um, I, um, of course that meant uh divorce, you know, as well. Um, and that's a topic that I don't really feel is necessary to get into today. Um, but we needed to sit down. We have, um, uh, three children, we have Greg, and then I have, uh, twin daughters. Um, so who are both married. So we called the family together and my husband and I said, um, you know, I said, I said to him, I have some things that I I'm thinking that I want to talk with, uh, to the kids, but my thoughts will be, um, dad and I, and we, and I said, I don't want to speak for you. So if it's okay with you, I will prepare something, write it, and then I'll have you read it. And if it's okay with you, then we'll talk with the kids. And he said, yes. So I sat and thought and really kind of Went inside and figured out how what's what's my story. What is it that my kids need to know? Because the most important thing um, to me was my family and my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, w- before I w- when I was really struggling and I just thought I could not make this move and I couldn't not make this move. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, therapist had said to me, "What is your biggest fear?" And I said, "I I um, am fearful that my kids won't love me anymore mm-hmm. and they will reject me. And that would be that was number one. And then she said." okay, now, now we've heard it. Now it's not in your head anymore. Now it's out and, and I've heard it. Um, now tell me, um, do you think that's really going to happen? And I said, no, there's absolutely no way that will happen because I know my kids. Mm. And so she said, okay. So it was at that point that I thought, okay, now that I'm ready.
1: So the greatest fear... Once spoken, isn't even a real fear. Yes,
3: that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh and yet, you know, inside it it was just absolutely killing me. Mm -hmm. Um so um I prepared something and um my husband read that and he said, Yep, he was in agreement with that. So we called the kids and they knew that something was up, you know, they're adults. It's you know, so we had everybody over, we sat down on our big couch and um we I held hands with my husband and I said, Um, Dad, I wanna Dad, there's something that we've prepared. And so I told them and, and read that to them. And, um, you know, um, it was, it, I was talking a little bit about this with Todd. It was the most brave thing I have ever done in my entire life and the most difficult and the one that was absolutely essential because I couldn't, I really don't think I could have gone on without, without doing that. So, um, Once that was done, um, then I thought, uh, which was interesting because when I was finished with that, it was like, oh, now I don't have to carry that any longer. But I realized that now everybody else did.
1: It was almost like the information that's been so heavy on your shoulders was now given to other people and they were going to have to carry it as, as heaviness initially. I have to ask this question. I guess I could ask Greg. Did you hear about your mom coming out and the divorce at the same time? Did you get those two pieces of information at the same time? Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty big. Yeah, that's very big. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Right. Right.
0: Um, So, Greg, uh, did you, you knew some when this meeting was called? It was irregular. I don't know if you and your sisters were even living at home, so you knew that it was, it wasn't like, hey, let's go to a movie together. It was pretty serious topic that was about to be discussed. Did you have any indication at all that your parents were going to get a divorce and that your mom was coming out?
2: Uh, No, it was pretty much from left field. You know, I I don't think that um, me and my sisters were unaware of the marriage and how it maybe it might not have been the best but it was kind of still like we don't, weren't really expecting it to occur so when it occurred we are kind of like oh okay mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah. here we are were you really okay or are you just saying that to be kind We're like what the I f- think he's
1: f-? saying okay like, like here it is right okay.
2: exactly no it was definitely okay. kind of like some, an earth shattering piece of news yeah um, how old were you 27 and how old are your sisters they, at the time at the time they were been 30 uh 31 okay so, I mean, we were adults, but still it's like still a, a new piece of information that kind of changes how the rest of, you know, of our lives will pan out. Well, and every kid
0: wants their parents to, you know, right off in the sunset and grow, out, grow old together. I mean, there's so many senses of loss as a result of what your mom was saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you still processing it? I know it's been three years, but how's it going?
2: Yeah, I, I mean... Initially, you, you kind of like shell-shocked, and you were like, oh, I don't really know what to think, and then I'm kind of a more introverted person, so I kind of went inside and sorted through the information and in, in the, the process. Um, but I guess the biggest thing for me was it kind of like, well, it doesn't really have anything to do with me. Mm. It has everything mm-hmm. to do with my mom and my dad and their happiness. So although like it's not what I wanted, eh, well, that's not really the important thing because it's what they wanted. So I guess something that I um, tried to get a hold of it as early as possible is being like, okay, like, I can't do anything about it. Might as well accept it, move on, and just try and uh, get used to the, the changes as best I can because it's not going anywhere. It's right? inevitable. It's, right. The, right. it's this is, the, this the new is the normal. normal. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And that's the beauty of adult children is that maturity, that separation between this really has nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. where young children, and mm-hmm. again, that's your expertise, Georgia, young children, they can't make that separation. Right. You know, they think that anything that happens in the home involved them right and is their fault right and so adult children have that right. difference. well
0: I'm- and one quick thing georgia is you did want to get all three of your children here and we could not mechanically make that available yeah. so i just wanted to you know be respectful of your two daughters and your sister what are their names just so we
3: gail and gillian gail and gillian so mm-hmm.
0: we wanted to have them here, but we just we only have four mics. so yeah. anyways what were Keep you gonna going to say
3: well, I was just going to say, I'm working with a client now who um, is, is exactly that situation. Yeah. She and her husband are needing to separate, and the first question from her son was, "Is this because of me?" Mm-hmm. You know, which is just so hard to, as to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for all of us to hear, even if you know much less being the mom. But that's what kids do. Yes, you know? yeah, that's so, what they do. Yeah, and and I don't, I didn't have any expectations for the kids. I knew that although this was something now that I was. It was a huge step for me to move forward. I also realized that that might be was likely to be a very, very difficult thing for my kids. so I knew that in my i 'm not going to necessarily say happiness but happiness um, that was not theirs, and so i couldn't have the expectations for my kids to be um as thrilled as I was. Although, you know, the thrilling part is that is the living authentically. That's the thrilling part. And that's the necessary part for me. Um, But there's a lot of other pieces that I don't find thrilling at all, you know, because of family and such. So um, it, it was interesting, because I thought, um, I know this is going, you know, I'm, I'm an educator. I live in the town that I grew up in. Uh, I knew this was going to spread like wildfire as soon as it hit, you know, and it, and um, you guys, Todd and Kathy, were the first who I wanted to tell. Because I, w- I wanted to come. I feel that closest with you guys, I knew you would get it. And I knew that it didn't matter to you what news I was going to tell you, that I'm real and that was fine. And you would honor and respect and and expect me to be real. Absolutely. And I, and I know that um, it's a hopefully a little bit of a less difficult uh, topic than it used to be. But um, it's still there's still that little voice that says, "Oh, they might reject you, ooh, they might, oh, you might be, you know, you might lose friends, you might lose. And I knew for sure that that wouldn't happen here. And so it was really important for me to talk with you guys.
1: Mm -hmm. Have have like one of those first experiences be so positive that it's grounding, you know, like that you know that you can rise from this place. And we had lots of good uh, happy tears that that night. It was really great. Yes, Um, Because to your point, you, again, I'm just listening to your words, and you were free Mm -hmm. You know, like I just, that's the visual I got of you, even when you, because I have to say that Georgia read something to us, too. And, you know, I was listening so intently and watching her, and I didn't know what you were going to say at the end either. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like somebody said, you know, it was like someone said, and I'm free. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really beautiful moment. Right, right. um, So... Pick up from from there. After that, what happened? After you told your family, and obviously you told us, but what did happen in Elmhurst? I don't even know. Right, right. Oh, you're not part of the inside circle. No, then? <laughs> I'm not. We,
0: we purposely stay yes. outside we do. Of yes. that inside circle.
1: We're kind yes. of like this is all good, so yes. we're just. So right. I
3: don't even know what well, happened. Well, it has been uh, rec- uh, suggested that when something like this hits it's big in your front news. You know, she, uh, she, my therapist said, you know, you'll be in the front burner for like two weeks and then something else is going to happen in town and you're going to go right to the back. So if you can hang on for two weeks then it's like, Oh yeah, Georgia, whatever, big deal, right. you know? So I believe that at this point, um, well, there's little resurgence every once in a while. There's a little circle for whatever reason. Um, but um, then I felt as though I needed to tell, um, then I went from there after I talked with you guys. Um, I talked with my boss who I love and loves me um, Um, And I came out to my, uh, well, the rest of my family, my sisters, my nieces and nephews, um, and then my school, my staff, um, my friends. um, And then um, after that, it was just kind of like, you know, then I thought, well, whoever's going to hear. I thought as soon as a couple of people hear, you know, and you know that there are some in town who love um, a juicy story. They love a good story. Yes, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, and then after that, I thought, well, I know that. Oh, and my church. Um, I stood up in front of church, and that was in March. Because I felt like um, they know me. It's the same church that I had been to since I was a kid. And so um, I knew they know me, and um, it's a very open um, uh, group of people and accepting. Yeah, yeah. And I'd been a big ally um, in our uh, LGBT uh, support community within the church for a number of years, too. So um, so that was that. So I... um, had the only I mean, we've had a couple of interesting stories, but um, mostly it comes down to really, you Really, know, people don't care, right. whatever. And if they care, they care, and they're not going to talk to you. But you know, and if they don't care, they're not going to talk about it.
1: And if they know? do
0: care, it's their own crap anyways Yeah, right. So well, you don't have a, to deal with it.
1: I think anything in life, and I don't want to make, you know, because I know that this is a bigger deal, and it's 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 more for some people, but people peel away from people for lots of different reasons right. and sometimes it's it's big events like this or choices. Like, I'm even curious what affected people more, Georgia. Is it that you were getting a divorce? Mm-hmm. You know, because that can affect people where it's yes. like people choose, you know, who am I friends with or, yes. or do we socialize anymore or is it the coming out? You, you don't know. right? And and things change and, you know, Todd and I have experienced that in our own life. You know, people that we thought, oh, we'll, we'll be close to these people forever and then all of a sudden there's no argument. There's just a, natural peeling away but it's almost like the onion we always talk about where you are truly still becoming your own self you're creating that space for the new people that are coming in yes um and it it doesn't have to be done in any negative way it's just a natural occurrence
3: right and i think that you know that um not knowing where people are on the spectrum on this or the acceptance level, um, I needed to be prepared that there would be some people who, for whatever reasons, did not want to stay in my life. Mm -hmm. And like you said, at the time, though, very egocentrically, I'm thinking, of course, it's because I have come out, you know, instead of and not even the divorce factor or all that. And so now, you know, three years later... um, Everything is settled. It's it's you know, but it's settled for as much as life can settle because life never really settles, right? So it's not if it's not about this, it's about you know other things. Um, But yes, all of those things were um, little voices, I guess. Um, And I don't, you know, here's here's the bottom line on this: The, the more authentic I have become, the the less. I don't want to say less I care, but really oh, the less I care. I think that's such about a healthy statement. That other stuff. Yeah, because whoever is going to hang with me is going to hang with me because they love me and it's regardless of it who sifts, I love. It kind of instantly you
0: know? sifts through who are the people that you want to be with.
3: Yes. Well, and when you are living a life that is inauthentic
1: or you're doing things for surfacey reasons or for external reasons so other people think you appear a certain way, then everything is on shaky ground all the time. Because if you're not given recognition or people aren't liking you, you think you need to change something externally. Like, ooh, I need, I need to make this look better. But when you're living authentically, you're like, this is it. So if you don't, if this isn't okay with you, there's nothing I can do to change that. Right,
3: right. You know, so it's almost freedom again. Yes, yeah. And actually one of my really good teachers in this whole experience was Greg. Yeah, because Greg said, hey, Mom, I can't do anything about it. And, you know, as a mom, are you okay? Are you okay? You know, we want to be checking in with our kids. And not that I have the expectation for my kids to be okay. I know my kids are so Awesome, and they will do whatever it is that they knew, need to do to get to a place of peace on this mm-hmm. um, and i can 't help them and that 's the thing as a mom yes. you know and um, as a, and these are adult children, so they 're launched you know yes. so it 's not like I come back and, and and you know so we have had to figure out. Uh, what our relationship looks like and I don't really think it looks any well in my opinion it doesn't look any different from uh, what it did before it came out Mm -hmm. Um, my what I work on and and this might be a topic for another time also is what it is like to parent adult children yeah and you know because every day is different and you know the relationship shifts and we're friends um, but you know if if you ask Greg I'm sure he'll say (laughs) yeah my mom can get a little hovery at times you know even though um, is that true
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> what does that look like? What does hovery mean? It be, meaning she really is interested and wants information from you, or she has a lot of advice for you?
2: Um, be careful now. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're going out for breakfast Tread, after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tread softly. Yeah. Um,
3: no, just, blast it out. But yeah,
2: ask a lot of questions. Sometimes it's like a little too overbearing. Oh um, yeah, Mom. Give me some space. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Th- I mean that has changed over the years though. Like as we've gotten older, I think Mom, you've gotten much better at like kind of like backing off and. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's gotten better.
1: And I have to ask because, you know, jumping into your life and into your world, um, when you shared this information with your friends, with people you care about, with your community, um, how did this, how did this affect your life? Or
0: did you, were you really guarded and who you want to tell? Because it's really not their business of your mom's sexuality. Like how did, how did you decide how to deal with that?
2: Mm-hmm. I tried to be like as open as I could about it and tell everyone um, that after I got the okay from my mom, be like, yes, you can start telling people you know or you mm-hmm. know spreading the word. And I didn't want to spill the beans when it, I didn't need to, um, but I told all my friends, and I think they were. I told them at the same time that my mom came out and my parents were getting divorced, mm-hmm. so I think they were like concerned about my well-being. They're like, you know, how are you doing with mm-hmm. this? And I it's pretty much like the same thing. It's like, well, it doesn't really have anything to do with me. It's now... you know, like. My mom's my mom's new life, my dad's new life, so it's kind of like, I, th- yeah, it was a new piece of news, but I'm doing okay with it, I think, because it doesn't really have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm.
1: Did it switch you into a parent role mentally where you felt like you had to take care of them?
2: You're,
0: um, uh, you're, you're, you're talking about Georgia.
1: N- yeah, I'm talking about... Not, like, n-
0: not his buddies. Like he, Does he have to be a parent to his own yes, mother? Yes, I'm
1: sorry mm-hmm. if I didn't say that correctly. Did you feel, like you said, this is happening, my dad's got a new life, my mom's got a new life. Did you feel that now I need to take care of them a little more?
2: Um, No. I don't really feel as if I had that uh, responsibility.
0: Good. Good. Smart. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a victim of that. I'm sometimes taking care of parents, even though I'm the kid. Yeah. I think sometimes we fall into that trap
1: yeah right. and sometimes that happens just at a certain time in life when you know the oh, adult yeah. kids start to and it's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with being like physically incapacitated sometimes it's just like oh is my mom managing her life okay mm-hmm. are these decisions the re-? you know we just kind of switch roles so i'm so glad because that says a lot about you georgia mm-hmm. that greg didn't feel like he needed to do that at all you were like
0: i'll take care of I myself got right i yeah. got this yes I got did this. you say that or did you like communicate that in any way or no
3: um I don't remember saying it. Um, I think. I remember either. Yeah, I think that that need um, for a child to take that role uh, is partially dependent, perhaps dependent upon me and and my message and how well it looks like I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like if it looks like I'm managed pretty well or falling apart or whatever I'm doing with this information. Uh, But I think part of it has to do with the relationship between the child and the parent. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's necessarily like across the board. I don't know if all of my kids would necessarily say they felt or feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but in you know, it's nice to get Greg's perspective and that's helpful for me to to know that as well. Um but I think that because I mean my guess is and I only have it from my point of view, because this was my um transformation, um, and I came Uh, and I absolutely needed to do this, uh, it would be unlikely that after I did that, then I would be like, oh, my God, now I'm going to fall apart. Now I feel like, oh, I am really who I am. And I can really live um, authentically in who I am. So I would imagine that maybe the kids see, wow, mom's really thriving, or Mm -hmm. mom's really doing okay now, because I because I have made this The falling
1: step. apart happened in the 50s. Yes, that's you know right. what I mean? It, yes. And they may not have even been cognizant or right. noticed that, right. but you did all the work ahead of time. Right. Well,
0: and that's what I was going to ask. And I don't know if it's fair to ask or not, but you lived with a secret. Yes. And I don't know if it was for a year or decades or whatever. Can you talk a little bit about the heaviness of the, because we, I think a lot of people listening, including us, sometimes there are secrets that we just don't want to deal with or bring up. Can you talk about the heaviness of doing that?
3: Mm-hmm. Um it's not healthy for sure it is not healthy and it it, it can't it, it can't not have physical ramifications. I was
1: just thinking about your back.
3: Yes, yeah. I've never. Have yes. we ever discussed this? No, no, we've not. Oh my gosh! Please share. Yes. Well, you know, I was in a car accident in two thousand seven, um, and I had some what I would call nerve damage. Now, I've got a chiropractic son who <laughs> chiropractor.
2: So be careful what you say.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm sitting right across the table from you, so you can shake your head yes or no, yeah. whatever. Um, so, you know, I've I've had some lots and lots and lots of of intervention, medical, uh, Western medicine, Eastern medicine, you know, alternative, everything. Um, and, um, I, I have to think that holding on and, and not living authentically. Um, it was a secret. Um, I, that doesn't, that for some reason, that really doesn't feel good to me to, to term it that way, but that is exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think it's maybe, maybe it's just kinder to myself to say, you know, not living my authentic self. Yeah. And, and yet what that does is that creates a huge internal struggle like every day. Am I? No. Yes. Well, I might be, but I don't want to be, but you know, lots of negotiation with a divine being, you know, it's like, ah, uh-uh, no, this, you know, um, and, uh, it, it never, uh, was I was never at a pl- place where my faith was shaken Um, But I was pretty angry because this was like, yeah, no, I don't know. This isn't who I want to be. And is this who you made me? And, you know, those kinds of stuff. And I don't necessarily want to, you know, bring the that piece of it into except to say that um, it's hard. And and at some point in time. Well, and it's like, you know, you can't. And you can't do that any longer. And, you, you know, I. Th- what I thought that was interesting, and I appreciate you guys having, um, saying it's okay for Greg to be here, because I think this is a little bit of a unique situation, and maybe not. You know, the more women I find who um, are identifying as lesbian or bi um, with children... So there are many of us who, um, and people say to me, did you know? And I said, you know, I think I did what my mom said to do. You know, my mom said, you grow up, you meet a boy, you know, you fall in love, you get married, you know, you travel, you buy a house, you have kids. And so I did all of that. And I know that, here's what I know, you know, you say, what I know to be true, I absolutely know that I needed to have every step in my journey be exactly what it was because I know the world needs my children.
0: Mm. Mm. And
3: had my life had been had my life been differently, mm-hmm. the world wouldn't have and yeah. my, the world needs my kids. Oh what a Absolutely. wonderful thing. Yeah. So it needed to be that way. Um but uh it's it's hard and it's heavy and but the unique part of this or more interesting I guess part of this is that generally the kid comes out to the mom, mm-hmm. you know, yes. not the mom coming out to the kid. Right. You know? So that is, and I don't know for what it's worth, but it's just kind of interesting, a, a different dynamic. But I think about all of the kids. For my struggles of however many years, decades, whatever it was, I did that struggle already with an identity. Yeah. I was a straight cisgender woman mm-hmm. with married with children in a position in a job and yet I still had this something where it was very very difficult. Um but I did this as a as a mature adult. And then I think of these kids who are having this struggle um as kids, you know, and not that they're not developed, I mean, a 15 year old, eight year old, whatever the age is, they are doing their best at their age. Um, But I, I just think about and, and my heart just swells with compassion for these kids who are going through this and are so afraid, you know, to come out. And I know that, you know, in my generation, forget um, it you didn't, right. forget
0: it now in this generation and the kids generation well it's funny like i'm even cautious about how i talk to my daughters about you know when they grow up or if they get married like i don't even think i say things like when you have a boyfriend i say like whoever whatever partner you choose
1: i was going to say we're pretty funny with words in our home where i think my girls are going to be like why don't you guys just say a sentence cuz yeah. everything <laughs> is like if you choose to get married you may not you may want partnership if it's a boy if it's a girl and they're kind of like <laughs> you know
0: but, but, but to what there's just said her mom that. because whatever it was decades ago and your mom you know we I still catch myself like oh well, when you get married do you like I have to like stop myself right. in thought so I don't say that because I don't want them I don't want to presume that they're straight mhm and I think as parents – And I don't want to
1: presume that they want to necessarily have a marriage and children. They may. Yeah. And that's great. And that's the thing is it's like – this is where I think people get upset about political correctedness is it's not that you're throwing anything out. Mm-hmm. It's that you're opening the space for more. It's when you choose to say a lot of different things or give children opportunities or give them lots of different words, it's not because you're trying to throw tradition right. aside. It's It's you're trying to expand what tradition means.
0: Right. <laughs> (laughs) Because our influence, and I say our, I'm saying any of us parents have so much influence on our children. If I were to say to my three daughters, well, when you get married to a boy and you have kids, and let's just say one of them turns out to be gay, like, it's going to be me having planted that seed when they were younger is going to make it harder for them to come out.
1: They will have to work through those words, maybe.
0: Because dad said, when I get married and have a kid, and that's... Not who I am
1: now, Georgia. Just to your point, because I love what you just said about the kid. You know, you had that that groundedness and that stability to be able to come out. But then children are, you know, it's kind of it kind of goes both ways because children have so much uncertainty. Yet at the same time, they're a little freer in that they trust who they are. Yes,
3: they know themselves. Yes,
1: they do. Yes, and have you in your experience? Because you said you've worked with the um, LGBT community for a long time. Have you seen really young children? Know themselves really early, like if it be transgender or if it be, you know, have you experienced that? Yes,
3: yes. It's very interesting because if you look at the statistics uh, for uh, the transgender population, I think it was probably around my fifteenth year um, at school. At that point in time, I had um, had three children who were gender variant. At that time, interesting, yeah. At four, at age four, and one of my little. Um, boys. Uh, I'm not sure uh, where he is right now. I mean, I know that he's, I believe he's entering high school, so he Got would it. be 14, so that'd be 10 years ago. Um, really, uh, first thing he ran into the classroom, put on all the, the dress-up clothes and the high heels, and he, he clip-clopped it around to those little, um, what do you call those? I don't even know what the wedges are wedges or yeah, yeah. the little dress-up shoes. I thought, I couldn't stay on those things if I needed to. And he had the <laughs> tiara and the crowns and the whatever, and um, uh, lovely, lovely lovely mom and when i made the the classic mistake and i will never make that mistake again um the kids were coming for lunch at that point in time and he had he had gotten a new lunchbox and he was showing me that i said oh my gosh you must think you you are the luckiest boy around and he looked up at me and he said But at home, I'm a girl. Mm. Yeah. Wow, good for him.
1: I I say good for him that he can, you know... He knew that clearly. He knew
3: that. He knew that clearly. I have a very, very good friend. Um, I would love for you guys to talk with her someday. Uh, A transgender woman, Honey West. Mm -hmm. And um, she came, actually, I asked her to come and speak with our staff at school. Because this is real. It's not going away. And it's everywhere. It's not just any. Town, any state, it's everywhere. And uh, she talked about um, her life, and she said, "I had a very happy childhood until I was five, mm. and then she went through the, you know, the whole thing about the the typical, you know, um, I'm using food and you know, suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff." And she came out in her, or she she transitioned in, uh, rather in her, um, I think somewhere in her forties uh, or fifties, you know, that point in time. So, um, yeah, I just. It's, we can't uh, be, we can only be as sympathetic and empathetic um, as we can. And some of us are, tend to have more of that gene, I think, than others. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you walk it, you know it. So, my heart really goes out to kids, and I want to be a support in any way that I can to parents to kids um because it's hard work and you know what being human is hard work this isn't you know this is like a maybe another little layer mm-hmm. um but uh um yeah, so uh being authentic uh and being who you really can be is just such a gift, and it you know for some- some of us, we get up in the morning and it's not that much of a hard job to do and for mm-hmm. others it's really a struggle it yeah. is to, yeah. to put yeah. themselves out there in yeah. the
1: world as they are knowing that many people believe that they should be doing it a different way yes yes so I have to ask Greg another question so we're kind of all from different generations a little bit mm-hmm. um, what do you feel it do you think in your generation these issues are I don't want to say they're non issues because obviously we're still discussing it but do you feel acceptance has changed dramatically
2: I think it's somewhat of a biased response because um, it never really was an issue for me. Got but it. I can't really speak for the entire generation. My no, entire generation. but just do your best. Like, <laughs> okay. honestly. And right. you don't know what it as like
0: when we were growing but up. I, and you I, don't know what it was like when she was growing up. I
1: appreciate up. what he's saying. I know.
0: He's trying to be all politically. No,
1: <laughs> not necessarily. When you really feel that, when something hasn't been an issue for you, mm-hmm. something you look at other people mm-hmm. and you understand that they may feel a certain way, but you... You don't even tap into their um, their lack of okay.
0: So I interrupted. I'm sorry. Sure, go ahead and Todd's respond. a little.
1: Todd's. We right. our thing is like spiritual, emotional, practical, logical, and it's not always really that way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he's like, just say it just, as it is. Because
0: I because what I want you to say is, oh my gosh, it's so much more accepting now than it was. But bottom line is, I think it's harder to instead of you speak for your generation, it's harder for you to compare it to ours because you never lived it through our lens or mm-hmm. your mom's lens, which mm-hmm. are
2: decades apart so and
1: that's what I think you're saying but go ahead mm-hmm.
0: Greg.
2: well like I was saying I, you know growing up my dad's father was gay so from the time <sighs> that I was I mean before I was born um literally my entire life I've, I've grown up with either a gay grandpa who had passed away and then my mom came out so from day one I it was normal normal I had three grandpas and that was just kind of it. and then one day I think I was like I right, elementary school I like asked my mom be like mom what happens to roommates? And then like it sort of clicked. And I was like, oh, okay, unless you told me that he was gay. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever, that's norm. So because I've always grown up with that um, as part of my life, I don't really care about people's okay. personal preference in sexuality. It's not really something that um, is an issue for me. Right. I know that some people, like I got some buddies um, from other parts of the country, other parts of the state, um, that are not as open mm-hmm. Um, But I don't know if that's a result of their upbringing, of their geography. Um, I also have friends from similar parts of the state and similar parts of the country that uh, they don't care. So I think I don't really know how to how to answer that question. I think maybe it's a multifactorial um, issue as to whether like what they were told growing up, Mm -hmm. their personal preference or I mean, their personal views, uh, their personal opinions. I mean, I would say that just hearing stories from my mom and in how that generation thought um it's it would uh seem to me as if like my generation would be much more open and it's not really as uh, much of an issue mm-hmm.
1: yeah when you hear what your mom the things that she was told or not told right sometimes it's just the invisible thing right it's right. not always about the people are being derogatory or you know saying bad things it's that. You know, it's just not discussed as an option, and so then there's a confusion of okay, then why do I feel this way?
3: Mm-hmm. I want to go back and speak to what you guys said, and I, I can't stress that strongly enough about what a um, what a, a, a gift we can give our children when we don't um, not necessarily make assumptions, but you know, Todd, you said you want to be careful that you don't say when you grow up and marry a guy and have kids, um, and I, I talk about that in the um, in the parenting classes that I teach because you know we we. We can only think from where we know, and then when we get a little bit of a, a more awareness of, around it, you know. And I talk to the parents and say, um, by the when my kids were little, you know, they were five, and I was saying, well, you know what? When you go to college, it will be so much fun because blah blah, and, you know, and that. And then I thought, well, maybe college isn't for them, you know. And this is a this this is along the same lines. It's not about who you marry and and having children and such, but we just make assumptions that our kids are going to do what we do. Yeah. And um, and we had a discussion with Greg when he was in high school because at that point in time he was really interested in working with his hands and he was looking at landscape design and some of that kind of work and and um, you know I had to be really careful uh, but it was his dream at the time and not mine you know mm-hmm. so I think that um, it w- Whatever it is, if we're talking about our children going to school or who they marry or who they are or whatever, I, I totally agree, Kathy, and I think it's a great perspective. Is that we are just making space; we're not shutting anything out. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I talked about with my boss is, um, do you think that parents are not going to want to have their kids in my class once they learn learn about this? Mm-hmm. You know, as if I'm going to teach this. You know, mm-hmm. and what I teach is love, mm-hmm. and it's not because of any other reason except everybody is lovable and let's just be nice and kind and love everyone, you know? So, um, but um, I also need to respect the fact that for some fair, for some uh, families and for some parents, my coming out might be a really scary for them. And, you know, I am so fine about that. If they had, if I had some of the older children in the family and their third one comes along and all of a sudden they have this information and they feel uncomfortable with it, I totally support that. Because I realize, again, you know, in my authenticity now, that's not about me, exactly. that's about them. Mm-hmm. And most likely, if they don't want their kids in my class for some reason, most likely that's based on fear. Mm-hmm. And I'm not living, you know, I'm not living in fear anymore. And and that the, the power of fear is so, um, unfortunately, holds us back from so much more that we have the potential to do and be. Um, and, you know, it's it's that awareness. And that's part of my journey. Um, but I, so I, I can't stress that enough as how important that is for us as parents to take a look at what we say and think about it and just, you know, kind of, I mean, I want to say relax into it, but I'm in a luxurious position to be able to say that. And I, because my kids are all grown Grown. and awesome, I might add, you know, that, yeah.
1: Well, and it's like, you know, to just be... Thoughtful. I just wrote something today about words and about their power and their energy and how they make an impact no matter what they are. And just to be thoughtful about them and to use humor sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, to just – because when the girls are like, mom, just give me a complete sentence, I'm like, I know. I'm just trying to free you up, you yes. know, and, and free me up. Yes. You know, yes. not everything is about – what I'm giving to them. It's also about freeing my mind because even though it's not about freeing my mind, I still need to learn these things. It's about walking the walk of mm-hmm. what I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I am and talking the talk. You know, I believe certain things, so I want to make sure I share that. Yes. You know, instead of just you know,
3: sticking to some kind of script, right? You know, right. So. And the script is, you know, I think it's just awareness that can that can allow us to get away from that script. Our yeah. script is just what we know. It's just either might be what our parents told us, and we just, like I did. You know, I just did what my mom said to do. I mean, I didn't. You know, someone said, "Did you have any?" didn't you have any, any inkling anywhere along the way? And I, I chuckled, and I try and use humor in this. I said, well, I did kind of have a crush on that one gym teacher when I was a junior. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm sure that she was a lesbian. But, you know, I, I, what do I know about that? I didn't know about anything, you That's know. Right. So, you know, I again, using humor, you know, somebody says, Greg, or one of my girls said something about um, uh, interactions. She said, well, you go straight that way. I said, yeah, no, I did that. I'm, I'm not through that anymore. I already did that straight path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So so is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that we talked about that we haven't given you yet an opportunity to talk about?
3: Um, I'm just so grateful to be here with you guys, and I'm so grateful that you think that my little story is important. I, I just feel like as a mom and as a parent coach um, that we do our work you know I, I I kathy, I think the books that you have written are really such an invitation for moms and dads too yeah. you know to do that work and just to know ourselves because if you're okay in your own skin, then everything changes and I'm here to tell you tell you that you know my my life has changed so significantly in the last number of years, and I've had a very 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 blessed life my entire life um, so it's not as though a, a switch was flipped and all of a sudden things are good mm. you know things have been so excellent for me in my life and I know that there's You know challenges ahead, but so are there for you and you and you everybody around the table. You know, um, but when you come to that from your authentic place, and that's really it takes work. You know, and for some of us who don't need to come out, it takes work, and for other of us who do, it takes a different kind of work. Uh, But I think we can be our best uh, when we are our best selves. Obviously, we can step up and be our best, be our best
0: parents. Uh, We talk about movies a lot. Have you guys seen The Beginners? Is that what it's called? It's called Beginners. Beginners. No, I have not. Oh my gosh. It's a story, You and McGregor, like, I think it's my sister's favorite movie of all time. I mean, it's just a crazy good movie. Yeah,
1: Christopher Plummer.
0: Yeah, the um, guy. Different
1: story than this a little bit, but he, it's a, a son, a grown son, and his dad um, comes out mm-hmm. late, later in life. And him, and it's beautiful because it's, it's everything a, we're talking here. Yeah. It's not stereotypical. No. It's not like there's anger. There's how do we... Stay close in mm-hmm. this new environment, yeah. in this new and and how the dad, the happiness change, like you said, the dynamic shifts they were cl- they were close before, but they get close in a different way. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah,
0: their relationship evolves that probably wouldn't have happened had his dad not come out,
1: and you and McGregor then has this this self-awareness epiphany, not about his sexuality, but just about life mm-hmm. and, you know, his connection to who he is. Um, yeah, Christopher Plummer won an Academy Award for it. It's okay.
0: just a beautiful movie.
3: So, All right. Anyways. Greg? I'll, we'll rent that from yeah. Redbox or whatever. Yeah. Movie Night. Bring the Kleenex. Yes. Because, okay. Oh, yeah. because, for sure. For sure.
1: So um, I want to say this, too. George has mentioned this a few times, um, but she is a parent coach and she is excellent mm-hmm. she was excellent Thank before you. she went through the parent coaching institute Thank meaning you. you were working with families then and mm-hmm. you um you you actually are good at identifying issues with learning, and isn't that your specialty, too?
3: Yes. Um, at my school, Bethel Learning Center, I teach the fours and the fives and was lucky enough to have Skylar for at least a little bit. Yes. Um, didn't have the big girls. Yes, um, And then I'm also the director of student services, yes. and we have that position in place because there are... Uh, we're finding there's a lot of kids that have who have some stuff going on um, and I'm not a clinician or a diagnostician so I don't know what it is um, but what we do is um, I work with the families and support them in that process of getting some help and getting some resources. Sometimes um, children can be, they're available for services through the state of Illinois um, which is early intervention, that's up until age three and then once they turn three then they work with their local school districts. So my it's such an honor and a privilege for me to have the opportunity to work with some families there um, to help the kids um, get some evaluation or whatever might be necessary to help them have a, you know, a, an awesome school experience. Yes, mm-hmm. and
1: at the very beginning, start yes. them in a, in a place where they have that confidence.
3: Yes, yes. Well, and two, the, the brain development is so critical yeah. between birth and seven. So if these children need any sort of intervention, whether it's occupational therapy or whatever it is, getting a jump on it early is just the best gift we can give kids. And that's, a, again, it's a very difficult struggle mm-hmm. um, for parents. Because um, it's one of these things where, you know, I thought I had this child, and now I have that child. And mm-hmm. Todd and I were talking a little bit. I was saying, you know, when, when you have a change, regardless of what the change is, I think, in my opinion, it requires a certain degree of surrender and um, acceptance. And sometimes that you have to go through a little bit of a grief process. You, you know, And I wonder about my kids. I wonder if they had to grieve the loss of the mom who they thought they had so they could embrace the mom they have. You know, and I'm not not sure if working with adult children, um, you know, because they are adult children, if that's such an issue. But I would be very certain that for parents of children who come out, that's part of the process of those parents is because if you are a dad and um, you... um, you just have had this dream since you held your baby daughter, who was three minutes old, that you would be walking her down the aisle in a white dress. And then she comes out. Then you're going to have to shift that a little bit. And so you might need to do a little bit of grieving on the um, on the, the, the person, the daughter, or, you know, child who thought you had. So you can embrace the one you do have. Well, and you can right.
0: expand that lesson beyond even sexuality, like you, you know, your kid has downs or wh- a- any right. big Learning. major mm-hmm. thing. So. Mm-hmm.
1: well, there was. I was going to mention before. Um, I'm sure you've seen it. It's this great TED talk about that everybody comes out of their own closet. Mm-hmm. Do you, Have you seen that
3: one? I, I have heard of it. I've not seen it.
1: It's so wonderful. And we'll link to it. in the Okay. Sh- because it's really, it's about a woman who um, who is gay and, and a little girl, she's a waitress and a little girl asks her, you know, why are you different? Or why do you, she appears more masculine. Mm-hmm. And that she realized the girl, the little girl's just asking. Right. She just wants to know. And she right. realizes that. And then the TED Talk goes into, we all have our own closets to yes. walk out of. Yes. We all have this opportunity to, to like embrace our full selves, and some of sometimes it's through sexuality, or sometimes it's learning disabilities, or sometimes it's appearance. But we all it's it's different for all of us. Mm-hmm. And so, really, the show and your um, decisions in life and choices and embracing your true self teaches us big things mm-hmm. about ourselves. Sure, you know, sure. sure. So thank well, you.
3: You're very welcome. And one thought that I had that with regard to. Um, my family and my coming out, and I worked a lot on this in therapy, was um, I feel like I'm ruining the family. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, you know, for a long time I was stuck there. And with some work, um, I came to the um, idea that we will always be a family. Um, we just have now a different family structure. That's right. And that when everybody steps into that and, and can embrace that, we can make it happen, whether it's holidays or whether it's birthdays or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, Greg mentioned something about my mom's life and my dad's life. And then what I would like to add is and your mom and dad's life, you know, because dad and I will always be together in some ways. And that's what I, when, we, when I read that um, what i had written to you guys i said you know we will always be a family and we we will always have a life together whether it's you know birthdays or new babies or weddings or whatever it would be so it's our responsibility each of us to go figure out our stuff and then when we get that then we can come back in a place where we can be peaceful and i am absolutely confident that we will be headed that we will we will be there um but i think that you know that family structure is something that if it's not a, a you know a child or a parent or whatever coming out um that changes quite a bit. And yeah. so the, the um, faith, maybe, trust, faith, that um, things change, you know, that, that structure, families change, structures change. Um, I absolutely have had my dad on a pedestal, um, and he was a great man. And one of the things that I loved about what he said was, um, the, the one thing about life that never changes is that there will always be change. And he said what you choose to do with that uh, will be will um, determine your level of happiness. Amen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fluid and flowing. We have to just (laughs) move with it. Yeah. Thank you, Georgia.
0: So if somebody wanted to hire you as a parent coach, do you have to be live in Elmhurst or?
3: Nope, um, because most of my coaching work is done on the phone. Okay. And so I can have and will have and would love to have um, coaching clients around the world. How would they find you? Uh, my website is georgiadclark.com. How do you spell that? Uh G E O R G I A D E C L A R K. Yeah. Dot. C-O-M.
0: And we'll link it on the show notes. I okay, that's great. Sure. I appreciate that. And you're graduating in October. Are you looking for a job? Maybe there's some local chiropractors <laughs> out there looking
2: for a young whippersnapper. Looking for Greg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, at this point, I'm going to come back to Western Suburbs and open up my own shop.
3: Wow.
0: Sweet. Look at you.
2: Do the,
3: yeah. do the applause button again. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Good
1: for you, Greg. Um,
0: the two most important questions of the day, um, and we'll go back and forth. Georgia, Star Wars or Wizard of Oz?
2: Wizard of Oz.
3: Yay!
2: I would say Wizard of Oz because I haven't seen any of the Star Wars. None? None. What kind of parent are you, Georgia? A
3: terrible, terrible <laughs> oh, Star Wars parent. But here's my thought. Okay. Why don't you two guys go out and see Star Wars? You oh, can, You I can step in and take my That's position. right. I'll
0: teach you. I'll teach you the ways of the Force. Uh, second question. Ho-hos or ding-dong, ding-dongs? Ooh.
3: Can I say neither?
0: Sure, if you want to be boring.
3: Okay, okay, fine. Uh... <laughs> Uh, can I
0: get a little help because I'm not sure which is which the ding-dongs look like the hockey puck and the ho-hos are Are like a roll are like a
2: roll up ding-dong ding-dong yeah Ho-Ho's all day.
0: All
1: oh day, Greg, all day. you and me. See, that's a because problem. Because you can unroll it and eat it slow.
2: Right. No. I don't do that, though. You don't? Okay. See, I, I mean, it. it's probably been like, you know, eight years since I've had one, but... <laughs> get
1: one today.
0: See, I... am going to. I think Georgia won't be any help because she doesn't know anything about these two snacks, but I think Ding Dongs are fluffier than Ho-Ho's. Do nah. you think there's some fluffiness factors to a
2: Ding Dong versus a Ho-Ho? Looks like I know what I'm having for lunch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, going to have one in each hand yeah. and give it a go. All right, so I'll get
2: back to you. Thank you.
0: We're going to end this show with a song that Georgia decided on. It's from India Ari, I Am Light. So thank you Greg. Thank you Georgia. This was powerful. I think our listeners are going to get a lot out of it so I cannot say thank you enough on behalf of Kathy and I. Thank you, thank you so much. It's thank been you. my pleasure.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not the mistakes that I have made Or any of the
1: things that caused me pain I am not the pieces of the dream I left behind
0: Thanks for listening, folks. Hope you felt outstanding. So there's some different ways you can support us. Um, One of them is by asking either Kathy or myself or maybe both of us to speak at your next event. Or you can also tell a friend about our podcast. If you ship Amazon, go through the link on ZenParentingRadio.com first. It doesn't cost you anything but Zen Parenting will get a small commission. You can also buy any of Kathy's three amazing books through Amazon or our homepage. And if you're like me and you want to teach your children personal financial management, then use FamZoo. It's an amazing resource. It's a virtual family bank that will set your children on a path towards financial freedom. Click on the link on the lower right-hand side of our homepage to learn more. And if you're a Chicago guy and want to learn more about The Tribe, the men's group that I lead, go to thetribemensgroup.com. Do you want to grow your business by partnering with us? Shoot me an email, and you can also give us an iTunes review. Lastly, you can subscribe to our podcast through our homepage or iTunes directly. This will guarantee you're up to speed on the latest and greatest of Zen Parenting Radio. You can always send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and I'll be happy to get back to you as soon as I can. Finally, we're thankful for all your support and encouragement and always remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Keep trucking.